This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. We are on the fourth and final day of the 85th Abbott's uh, get-together, and we are in where the, you were. I, yeah, I was. I'm just about to say we're going to Las Vegas here. I just came from New Orleans. I, yeah, I kind of forget from when I wake up from day to day where I am or where I'm going or what I'm doing or who I'm with. I'm glad people wear name tags. Uh, goodness sakes. We just finished a lecture then by Guy Hollingworth. I had heard this before when he was a guest of honor at the Magi Fest, and it was excellent. Uh, a lot of really great tips, even if you don't do the routines exactly. The things that he talks about are just uh, really on target. Uh, a lot of things happening throughout the uh, whole village of uh, Colon. Uh, I was a little bit late getting here. Again, I'd already heard part of this, or the, the lecture before, but I was down uh, having a little breakfast uh, at uh, Dawn's Cafe and uh, with, with Lance uh, yeah, here. Were, yeah, That's right. <laughs> so we were late. So I was a little late, too. <laughs> and then uh, I went over to the village market. They had a bunch of tents set up. It was kind of a bazaar that they had of uh, arts and crafts uh, festival that was going over by the library, and the library's selling books and everything then, too. Gosh, just so much stuff that's going on all around here. And it, the voice you just heard then a minute ago, I mentioned uh, yesterday morning we started off day three by talking with Lance Burton, and now we're talking with the other Lance. Here's Lance Rich right now. Hey, Lance. Hello, Scott. <laughs> we have been spending some time together yeah. with uh, dinner last night. Yeah, breakfast I sat next morning. to you at, at, um, at dinner last night at the Amish dinner. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And you know, so good. Yeah, that was my first time going to one of the Amish dinners. What did you think? What was your experience? Oh, it was great. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the food. I mean, sure. and it's and it's a kind of a unique experience and everything. Uh, and but it's really charming, you know. After after the plates were cleared, uh, a group of performers, you know, gets got together and put on a little show for the uh, for the Amish family who right. cooked for us. Basically, you know, we perform for our supper. More or less, that's true. Uh, in, in years past, uh, Michael Mode has put together something like this, and there's a family Merle. I've forgotten Merle's last name, but they uh, he's uh, a co-owner of, of uh, what they call the Amish Costco which is in Shipshawana. And uh, we uh, usually go over for uh, dinner there at the, uh, uh, I think it's called the Blue Gate uh, restaurant. It's really good, mm-hmm. Amish food. And then we go over there and we do a show and all the kids sit out on the porch and it was it was more of a formal kind of a thing. And then they gave everybody buggy rides and, and everything. But Merle had something going on, I guess, this year, so we didn't get to, uh, to do that. But we had something else at Rosie's, and that was really a lot of fun. It was, it was great, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, magic was uh, kind of an impromptu kind of a I thing. I ate way too much. And, well, you were sitting next to me, and <laughs> I was trying to keep up with you, but you're so skinny, you have a lot more room to put it. Uh, but And you could, you're still a growing young lad. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> if you I, eat as much as that, you could grow. I had a run and a swim yesterday, so I guess that sort of, like, negates some of it, right? But it was uh, really good, yes, absolutely. And it was fun last night, and then we had a show that was An amazing show, second yeah. to none. And yeah. I tell you, it is uh, something that I hope that we get to see again. In fact, I've talked to Mike Miller, who is in hopes of producing the show again at a later convention sometime. Not just last night's show, but I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, show as well for Latin Americans. But last night it was the Japanese show. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Go ahead and let's just a little rundown here. Well, it was it, it was a great show. It was uh, several acts who I haven't seen before. Um, it, there were many silent acts, one talking act, uh, close-up uh, magician Shimpei, I think it was his name, and that was like that was some like really right. amazing stuff. You know, they had a, a screen that they that they used here. Um, uh, just some really interesting. I mean, and and you know, when you say it's a, a, a lot of uh, silent acts, a lot of acts to music. I mean, you, you might think it's like a competition show or you know something like that. Right. But um, there was a lot of variety in it too, though. You know, there were some more traditional Japanese acts. There were some more uh, contemporary and, right. and kind of everything in between. So. Yeah, it was a good time. That's true. I mean, you, uh, there was an illusion act, you know. So. And that illusion was pretty cool. Yeah. Have you ever seen that before? No, it's it kind of a, an of amalgamation of a couple of things. Yeah. It seemed like, yeah, there was a little zigzag in there. There this was made, maybe. Um, yeah, four um, and then there was like a head-off sort of thing that was built into it, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there were there were several things. Yeah, I hadn't seen that before. It looked like it was uh, some homemade contraption that. Yeah, it was it was it was a fooler. It was a good one, uh, but yes, I uh, had everything, including you know parasols and silks uh, and traditional in uh, a little butterfly that he folded. Yeah, that was know. a beautiful act. I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, but the fellow with the uh, with the beer cups, the red cups. That that was probably a highlight for me. That was um, I'm looking at his name now here, so I don't uh, mispronounce it. Well, 
So I don't. Good, good luck with this. <laughs> yeah. But it's a Yu Kamahora, uh, I think. And yeah, that was great. That was a. Was that you say? You say. You say well, on, on the program, it's just listed you. You, okay. You, you yeah. yeah. Um, Yu. And it was really great. Uh, I mean, I see in the bio he, he was in, at FISM and, uh, and he should be, you know. I mean, it was like. It was a uh, it was a great act. It was it was updated and things in which that these red cups kept appearing and uh, multiplying and he had a uh, you a know cord the, between yeah, the two and the uh, cups he put a ball in one and come out the other. Yeah, the other there end. was a, um, uh, there were, yeah there was a ball like a billiard ball but it was not like a, a ball routine necessarily right. but yeah it, it, there was some amazing stuff there. And just a nice personality, just his expressions and everything. Fun and I, I would say I think every act got a standing ovation last night. Yeah, too. there there were many standing Multiple. ovations, multiple, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the show. Yeah, it was a good it was a good time, um, and and like I said, it was things that I've never seen before. So, uh, and I things that haven't been to this convention before. So that's a that's a great thing. The gentleman again, what was his name? Was doing the cards, doing the cards. The, yeah, the playing cards. Oh, uh, Shinte. Shinte was amazing. First of all, they had a huge screen uh, video uh, over to the side, so he wasn't standing in front of it. So you uh, got to see what he was doing. The card table is over to the side. had good video coverage of all this. But this rainbow deck that he did, uh, starting out with a blank deck, mm-hmm. and then producing cards, and you think, okay, well, it's like a Svengali deck, or maybe it's something else. And then he walks out and hands everybody in the front row his stack of cards. So here, you know, take them. Mm-hmm. Take, yeah. take the cards. Yes, and, and yeah, and Amazing things still happen when when they're in the spectator's hands, so that that's great. Yeah, and he, you know, I, I enjoyed his uh, the way that that he married his passion for music. He's a classical violinist. That's true. And yeah. uh, and so he Vivaldi and Liszt. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, married this passion for music. At one point, there was it was sort of like an it was like an an assembly routine, except the 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 cards were in the. Uh, uh, Assemblage of like a keyboard, you know. I mean, it was like oh, d- right. dark and black and white and, keys. Yeah, yeah, black and, and white ivory, keys. Yeah. yeah, and so that that was interesting. You know, mm-hmm. never seen anything like that before. Yeah. I also really enjoyed the final act, the Yukihiro uh, Katayama, uh, with the glass. Very simple, very um, um, elegant, though. It was really pretty. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, I was talking with someone about whether that the last act should have been the first act or vice versa. It's kind of hard to tell because the first one was kind of a high-energy thing Mm -hmm. where the guy came out and he quickly changed into a rock and roll costume and he produced a guitar and all kinds of stuff. No, I think that was a good opening act. It was a good opening act. It really is kind of, wow, 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 you know. Maybe you're right. Then if the last one was more slow and classical with, as you say, a card and just a a simple wine glass and it kept appearing and it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was very very cool. And elegant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just a good show. And you mentioned the butterflies. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that one as well, that sort of traditional. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, um, let me, that was, um, uh, what was what was his name? Um, I guess he he has taken on, I mean, he wasn't doing Shimada's act, but I guess he owns Shimada's. I believe um, so. He's studied with Shimada's the, act right. or, or something like that, because I watched his lecture the other day. And, uh, yeah, that was very much in that style, too. They're looking through over here. Yeah, I'm looking through. Is that through. him right there? Uh, no, no? That, that's the illusionist. That's Shoma. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't see I don't see him here. But it was uh, a very incredible act, and again, I hope that everyone gets an opportunity somewhere down the road to be able to uh, catch this group again. It was nice that we were all traveling together. I was talking with Mark Holstein, who was a stage manager backstage, and he was saying about the, uh, uh, the gentleman who spoke English kind of on behalf of the others was the uh, gentleman who did the you the the, the, the card act right the um, uh, uh, close up guy the close up guy yeah, that's yeah. right right and then afterwards when they all took a bow he was the one talking but they he was saying about how that everyone backstage helped each other I mean it wasn't just a stage crew cleaning up each of the guys who were part of the acts were all cleaning up each other's acts right. and helping each other and then whenever he was performing his cards they all stood reverently and just watching it's like this mm-hmm. guy is amazing I mean they <laughs> they really give and they were giving him bows in the back backstage yeah. thing too they said wow. that they really uh, honored him uh, quite a bit yeah it is this community isn't it that mm-hmm. that sort of uh, uh, works together and supports each other and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing which is which is a great, uh, that's a great thing. So after the show was over then last evening, I uh, went downtown. I thought, well, I'll go to the Legion. And instead, I stopped by uh, Serlini's just in time. to got to uh, be one of the last ones to uh, get in the theater, Serlini Theater, to see uh, David, uh, was it David Gerard, I believe, that was uh, 
No, McCreary. David McCreary was uh, performing. Was very, seen very, David yeah, uh, very, very funny. Great guy, great act, and uh, he, uh, he. It was a full theater. Apparently, they'd already pre-sold tickets, but uh, uh, some people didn't show up, so I was able to buy a ticket, and and, uh, and so they double booked, and so they got in. Very funny, and uh, the point is, there's just stuff happening all around town. All around, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't go to the Legion. I was about to, and then like at our cabin. Uh, I ended up seeing a, a, an illusion <laughs> performed that I'd never really? seen before. Yeah, so um, so that was kind of that what was, was that? cool. So it's that begs a question. It's a secret. It's a secret. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. I don't know that. I don't know that he wants it said. So okay, okay. So, but it was cool. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. Is uh, he working on it, or going to present it later, or? What's uh, it? I think it's something that he's uh, that he's working on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, we still have. Uh, I say a full day. There's still a half a day yet left to go. I think we're going to be seeing a lecture then this afternoon uh, that Lance Burton's going to be uh, putting on. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Yep. And then, of course, then he's, the ta- he's going to be talking about um, uh, the, his On the Road special, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think, the last of his TV specials. And that's the first time that I saw Lance Burton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was filmed, he filmed it, at, it was on the road. He filmed it, like, uh, in Florida and at the Magic Castle and in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I was a sophomore in high school, oh. and my dad got uh, front row tickets in uh, Kansas or where? No, this where? is in Kentucky. Kentucky, like, right. Um, so he came home to because I'm from Kentucky, and he came home to Kentucky, and uh, and and so that was the first time I ever saw Lance. Wow, that's a pretty good story, yeah. then, too. And now you're going to get hear him talk about it. Hear him talk yeah. about it. I wasn't there the night of the taping. It was the weekend of the taping, though. Um, so it, I think he taped, like, on a Friday night or something. Very cool. Sunday matinee, but it was great. <laughs> it was a great time. So. Well, Lance, thanks very much. And one last question, yes. and this goes back, actually, to something that happened uh, a while back, and that was the, um, the water damage that you and David Sandy had. Uh, and some people might be wondering, who are familiar with what happened about there, about just a follow-up, uh, how are things coming with that well, repair? Well, uh, yeah, things are. Um, things real are real briefly. You had like a things are going warehouse. well. Yeah, it was a warehouse. It flooded uh, in December of last year because of, of a, a pipe burst, a, a sprinkler system burst. Um, so it's been a, a lot of back and forth with insurance and that kind of thing. Um, but everything is working out there, and I think we're going to end up building a brand new building um, uh, just outside of St. Joseph, Missouri. Um, uh, to display collection, to store collection, and there'll be a little theater component there. And did too. you lose any illusions that were completely you know unsalvageable? What? No, we really didn't. We were very fortunate at the end of the day. It was, we were very lucky. Uh, we lost some books, but even the books that we lost were minimal, and they were like mass market books. So, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, things worked out pretty well. We were able to get the, uh, the illusions that were kind of waterlogged are are dried out and everything is good. That's great. All right. Well, great. Thanks for your time and uh, great talk about the uh, show then last evening then too. So the Magic Word Podcast. That was Lance Rich. Scotty out. As mentioned, we just finished a lecture by Guy Hollingworth, and for those of you who want a little bit more uh, from him, you can go back perhaps and um, listen to one of the, the episode we did when we were at the Magi Fest. Just I believe it was last year, or no, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I think it was pre-COVID. Yeah. Okay, so it would have been yeah, 2019 or something. Um, he was a guest of honor, but he was again the lecturer here today, and here he is, Guy Hollingworth. Hey there, Guy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, good lecture as Thank usual. Uh, similar to the one that I'd heard, I really liked uh, watching the different moves and things you were making, you were doing. Thank you. And, and teaching. So those are things that are practical we can use, you know. Well, that was the idea. So I'm kind of in between books at the moment. So mm-hmm. my first book's out of print and my second book is not yet out. So I didn't have anything that I could uh, let people take home with them. So uh, I thought I want to just do things that people get some ideas from. So even if they don't remember the whole routine, they can hopefully find some things they can use. So sure. some, some old things and some new things that hopefully people will uh, be able to get some use out of. One of the things I really loved as well, among the many things that you were talking about, but also just talk about the Jefferson Cups, the fact that those are very <laughs> organic. You're not looking yeah. at something as Proppy. Yes. I like that thought about you know not having proppy magic things. Yeah, I think that's quite important. I think we often forget as magicians that we use objects that seem really ordinary to us, right. but they're pretty strange to. And it's just objects. It's some of the moves we do. You know, some strange false counts or things. Uh, sometimes I think there is one needs to sort of justify these things or try and find ways of doing things that people can understand what you're doing without right. having to be magicians. And for me, I mean, cups and balls is kind of fine in some ways because you're sort of usually presenting it as a traditional trick. Mm-hmm. But even so, I just prefer the idea that these are just ordinary objects. And as well as the, the cups, which, yeah, as you say, I use Jefferson cups, which you can just find on eBay or anywhere mm-hmm. around the place. 
Um, the balls I use are just little balls of string, which, again, I think to a member of the audience, it's just like, oh, I get it, it's a ball of string. That's what it should be, they can relate yeah. to that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and again, I think that that is uh, brilliant because of, of the way you slow things down, I hadn't really thought about this until you had uh, actually voiced it, and that is of how you're quickly getting to the next move. And you mean you yep. do a 45-second routine before Lock says, oh, they're, they're thinking this hand, so I better not... Yes. Yeah. To me, yeah, that was always my problem with cups and balls, was you're, sort of, you're, you're typically one ahead... Mm. But equally, that means you're sort of one behind. So, you know, at any point, if anyone stops to think about it, well, where could that ball be? Um, you know, you're, I, I, I always felt very vulnerable. Maybe it was just that it's I... Occam's w- razors, you know. Sort of yeah, this. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I found I was sort of rushing through it. And so the idea behind this routine was to have a routine that you could actually pause and have, really try and put some effect on the... Uh, really kind of emphasize the effects. And if people want to stop and talk to you or mm-hmm. you, you're not rushing to get onto the next bit, that was the, the, plan, the idea behind it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's beautiful. I like the idea then organically of using the string rather mm-hmm. than something that is going to be other kinds of balls or whatever. Right. Balls. It really don't make yeah. sense. We're having to describe those things. You have little sweaters for quartz yeah. or whatever. It's clever. Uh, but uh, so you make the string. You kind of wind them yourself. And, yep. Okay. Literally just a little ball of string. Um, yeah. I usually use. I, I tried a few different colors. Um, <laughs> and just like twine. The problem with twine is it kind of is hard to see against your your hand. It's um, or my hand at least. I, my hands are that sort of color. Uh, so I use red, just red string. Just mm-hmm. did from a like a craft store. You get a, a nice color and just tie a knot in it, and then you know tie a few knots around until you've got enough volume right. that you can kind of wrap it around. And yeah, you keep going until you have a ball that's the size you and want. And since you are demonstrating or showing you know, at the beginning the ball, the yes. string where it's coming from, and how you make the smaller balls, make yeah. it, you know that you're not showing that ball how it does fit under there. You're just talking yes. about a ball being the size of an orange. Yes, and you're not really relating the two sizes over there. And then when it comes back full circle for that to be a, a load, absolutely brilliant thinking. Well, I. I mean, for me, Tommy Wonder had that great moment where, you know... The you, pom-poms? You, it, well, you've, you've seen an object before, sure. and now suddenly it's got under the ah, cup. Good point. So there was a sort of thinking there of, I like the idea that people have seen an object, so when it comes under the cup, it's not just necessarily a kind of... You've got, the trouble is you've got the kind of the two, the, the twin, like, oh, something has appeared, and then you need to process what it is. So I wonder if that maybe dilutes it a bit, whereas if it's something that you instantly yeah. recognize, then it's like, bam, it's just appeared there. So I like having introduced it before. Yep, makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, Guy, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks Great. for sharing your time, and uh, I know the listeners will appreciate that, too. Thank so you So the Magic much. Word Podcast, that was Guy Hollingworth Scotty Scotty We have been talking all day and last night about how great the show was with uh, all the Japanese contingent that had come over. And I'm here right now with one who was actually kind of the speaker for them last evening. And the evening was over whenever they were taking their final bow. Shin Fei. Hi there, Shin Fei. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it was fantastic. So yeah. you uh, enjoyed it? Oh, we really enjoyed it. You got standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy and people is so kind. Yes. yes. Uh, I was yeah. going to say, what's your experience here first time? We all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. every uh, all of us. Yeah, actually, honestly, enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. It was so we never forget this memory of this city, mm-hmm. its people and history. Yes, yeah, it's completely honored. We f- really feel honored to be here. And everybody has been friendly to you and everything, and you've just uh, met a lot of people? Yes, yes, even supermarket. In the supermarket, <laughs> even, is that right? <laughs> yes, 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 super kind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm so surprised. Uh, and how, uh, so this is your first convention here for, in, in Colon? Yes, yeah. yeah, first time, all of us. And so are you going to be going on then to Magic Live from here? I know yeah. we are going back to my city. I know three of them going to Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But most of us going back. So just here and back? Yeah. How long of a, a flight is that? Oh, 34 hours. 34 <laughs> hours? <laughs> just for <laughs> for a few days and to perform here? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. it was well worth it, though, right? Hmm? Worth it? It was yeah, worth yeah, it? Yes, 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 yes. Of course, yeah. yeah. Even only uh, one week or six days, mm-hmm. only... For this, we can come here, yes, yes. because it's so. Uh, I never compared any other things. Have you been working other conventions with this group? Ah, uh, no, this is first time. First time all together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. but you're all friends. Yeah, of course. And yeah. did you grow up together? Or how'd you get to uh, know each other? Ah, we grew up together because okay. that's just we were friends. You and belong I, to the same I, club. I, uh, I found some. Yeah, how to say? Uh, yeah, I I found some groups mm-hmm. of the friends. Okay. I get them together. You were the one that put this all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> were there some people 
that you were thinking I would like to have but weren't available or or I, I, I'm, I'm saying when you chose these this group uh, was it a larger group and you had to make it smaller or uh, no this is just even make it bigger <laughs> oh, okay okay <laughs> I'm Last sure time I was supposed to be here uh, five of us mm-hmm. and then I added two other people mm-hmm. two other guys have any of these people, including yourself, competed at FISM? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, some of them, yeah. So have they won at FISM? Any, anything? I don't remember, actually. One, two, three, four, I, I don't know. Four, uh, yeah. Four of them have won? But, but I'm sure uh, one guy got prize, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. When is the Asian finals going to be? We're having North Americans next year. North uh, yeah. And so in Dallas, I, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yes, it must be super beautiful. We're excited for this. Well, uh, yes, yeah. I, it's, I, I've never been there, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's someday. I really want to. Well, go. Mike Miller is hoping to get you guys to come back, perhaps for uh, next year. Great. Fingers <laughs> crossed. We'd love to have all of you, you know, perform in Texas. If it comes true, yes, yeah, very good. Yeah. Everybody is will be super happy. We are going to be a combined <laughs> convention with the SAM and with the North oh, American Championships. Great. That's nice. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes. Thank you. You're very, you're, you're very, very welcome. Well, this is a, a beautiful act. Thank you very much for coming all this way and oh, for this well, memory oh, we all pleasure. have. It was super honored. We did, feel really honored. Did you enjoy the Legion? The Legion Hall at night going and... Yes, 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 of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you do some magic for some of the people there? Actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they are super kind. So, yeah, they're very yeah. nice people. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate no, you it. You are very welcome. Thank you for uh, having the interview. Thank You're you. welcome. And it's, sh- pronounce it again? Shimpei. Shimpei. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Shimpei. Scotty out. We just finished this afternoon a, uh, a talk by Lance Burton and uh, Bill Smith, who were talking about a television show they had in 2000. And it was kind of interesting to hear the behind the scenes and when they filmed all that and everything. But speaking of behind the scenes, I kind of wanted to also to speak with someone who is kind of here all the time. In fact, he is a resident both, I guess, dual citizenship of Florida and of Colton, Michigan. Here he is, Jerry Costello, who is also a friend of the Magic Court. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you again for hosting this party. And how are you enjoying this? Well, thanks for coming and enjoying it with us with julie and myself she does a lot of work so yeah. all the credit goes to her and you have been living here for how long how long we've you had, had a place here since yeah 30 years 1993 and uh we're since i retired in 21 we're here in the full summers and you're we've, a dentist right uh, uh, anesthesiologist oh, yeah, critical so care yeah, guy okay. yeah. yeah and then um in sarasota or? or south of there punta gorda about an hour south okay. um people that may know some Magicians from before, Danny Tong lives across the river from me, uh, Bill Malone's down in Naples, so there's a few guys around. Um, but yeah, we we used to just be weekenders here, so mm-hmm. we spent about three days a week here for 30 years, and now we're here four months of the year in the summer. So obviously you came up here then during Magic Week, and that's yeah. what kind of you found we, out what it's like. And- we started out... Um, renting insufferable cottages and then uh <laughs> julie was kind enough to say i want to buy that house so one one convention we ended up buying a house biggest purchase ever at a magic convention i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you went to uh to a magic convention and came back with a house yeah that's what happened <laughs> so no but we've been here this is our 28th party mm-hmm. so we used to do it two days friday and saturday and it kind of kind of evolved itself into a Saturday afternoon yeah. kind of get-together within the get-together. Yeah, and kind of almost a thanks for being here, but also sayonara because it's the last day. <laughs> yeah, well, tomorrow yeah. in the afternoon, it's uh, remarkably empty. I would and imagine so. Back to me and Greg and BJ and a few other guys. Yep, uh, because, yeah, tonight everything will be over, and I guess tomorrow is kind of like after Mardi Gras, whenever they clear yeah. the streets, they'll be sweeping all the cards and everything off the streets. And they'll get them up by noon, probably. Yep, It'll probably look back so. to normal. And everybody's gone, and so then it's kind of back to the sleepy town then for a while. Yep, now, how many months bit. out of the year do you actually live here? Then? So we're four months a year here. Um, from We get up here around June 1st, and we leave mm-hmm. back down there about October 1st. Last year, we had a little event down there called Hurricane, <laughs> so that kind of screwed up our plans a little bit. But other than that, we're doing yep. good. 
And uh, when you bought this, you're not the only one who has probably been enticed to come up here and uh, live full time. I'm not talking about living full time in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about we've buying got our a house. plots. Yeah, me too. Um, but as far as like getting uh, buying a house, have you had some other neighbors or friends who have come and said, "I love it here"? I mean, I know Derek Kennedy was talking about that for a while. He's too. talked about wanting to move up. There's been a few other people, but there really aren't a lot of magic people up oh, here okay. it's just my like i said i'm i'm probably the only quote lay guy you got the sterlinis mm-hmm. keith stickley moved here from detroit mm-hmm. so he's on the outskirts of town um but other than that it's we get a lot of visitors yeah so we do get a lot of visitors but uh, other than that we have had a few transplants down to florida from here so carl from downtown you know probably talked to carl the pizza guy yeah. so he bought a house down there Florida around the corner from us and stuff, so a lot of people come down there. Yeah, it's kind of funny because here we're, we started this uh, the four days of reporting talking with Carl Thorne. Oh, now okay. we're kind of almost rounding yeah. it up, you know, because he was uh, and is a major person here in town. You right. know, involved in so much with city council and everything. Yep, yep, yep. He lives, he said he wanted to be closer than here, so he's a half a mile here in four tenths. Now, did you buy a boat here, or did you buy a boat uh, and then haul it uh, from Florida? Or no, we have one. We have uh, a boat here and a jet ski, mm-hmm. uh, pontoon and a jet ski, and then I have a tournament ski boat. I used to ski, but gave that up a little bit ago. Do you uh, leave that here, or do you yeah, haul it back? Yeah, no, we have a, two boats down there. Okay. So okay. we're we're boaters, yeah. like the water. We're on the water down there. It's really nice. And then, like you can tell, the lake here is the. It's not only a recreational thing; it's the economic engine for town. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a big thing because a lot of people from Chicago just come over oh, for the weekend, right? Absolutely. And you've seen them at the shows. You've seen them when you've been downtown. Yeah, they're the. It's the lifeblood of the community, really. And whenever we do have the evening shows, they're packed. Gymnasium is packed, and yeah. most of them are just, I guess, locals who have come in for the weekend. And I think, yeah, and I think a lot of them are, well, the town gen- kind of doubles or almost triples depending on the weekend and size, and I think a large component of the people that go to the shows are are those people. And I was looking online for Google to see what the population is, and I think it's about 1,700 from what I've heard. Yeah, so. and then it goes, I, I bet it's up over 4,000. Sometimes on the holiday weekends, 3,000 wow. most weekends. Now, this is Lake Palmer? That we're Palmer Lake. Around? Okay, Palmer Lake. And then there's Long Lake just out of town north, and then Sturgeon Lake on the south side, uh, which is where um, the Blackstones kind of started. Blackstone Island and all that. Yeah, it's technically a, it's an oxbow of the river. It's not really a lake. It's part of the St. Joe River. Okay. River comes in on one end, it's real wide there, and then it goes out on the other end. Now, I think I heard you saying a couple of days ago about how long it takes you to kind of take a lazy ride, a boat ride, around about an hour. Yeah, we usually, so Carl, myself, Tim Taylor, who's another uh, guy in town, Brent Frank, a few of us, we um, we tend to meet up at night on somebody's boat. And we figure about an hour, hour and a half, go around at night and review the day. Yeah, great sunsets. Oh, yeah. And the stars up here are amazing. Mm-hmm. At night, so we usually uh, a you have no guys, light pollution. No, none at all. And a couple guys got those satellite trackers on their phones, oh, mm-hmm. so we watch all that. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's paradise up here. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's really a great place. I'm so blessed. Well, when you go back to, to Florida, here. do you feel like which one is you kind of feel like you're going home to? Well, Florida's home. We started there. Yeah. We bought our first house in Florida and everything. <laughs> but when it gets to be October up here, it's kind of time for us softies mm-hmm. to get out. You know, when it starts dropping <laughs> below 40 at night, I'm ready yeah. to get out. So and then uh, in, in the spring, it starts getting nice. It's nice in uh, June. Well, we have snow and ice up here. So you yeah. have someone, I guess, takes care of this during the winter, or do you rent it out? Yeah. No, we leave it here. Uh, my daughters come up occasionally. Uh, neighbors will check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of stays there. I, I, come, I came up once. Okay. So I had to do a little teaching around here in my previous career, so. And over the years that you have been attending, uh, I know last night's show was amazing, and you got some standing ovations, but uh, is there something that stands out this year, perhaps, or other years that uh, it's like, oh, man, there was once such and such happened? Or- so so it's a little, so I've been coming, uh, what, 35 years now, and we used to do the close-up at my house. Really? Abbott, Abbott's close-up. <laughs> the, the lectures were at the... Um, Abbott's at Costello's. Yeah, Abbott's at Costello's. The lectures were at the factory, and all the sessions and everything were here. Mm-hmm. So we did that for over 30 years, and uh, so saw a lot of great close-up people, a lot of... Uh, U.S. people, a lot of Europeans. Hank and I used Hank Morehouse, the great Hank Morehouse. We used to work on that together, and then John Luke and I ended up doing it when Hank passed. But um, there's been so much happening here. But for me, it's all about the friends. It's all getting together with people. So any memory that I would have would really be probably isolated memories of just doing something with friends. I will say last night I was unbelievably touched by the reverence 
of the Japanese group that was here for Magic. They really, really, really loved Magic, and they loved being able to be part of Colon. You could tell to them how important it was. I was speaking with one of them just earlier who said, uh, I think it was like 36 hours to get here, and they just came here for this, and they're flying back. I mean, it's not like they're going on a Magic yeah, Live one, or anything. Yeah, one guy said he had to go back to work. <laughs> he worked, was working in Japan. He had to go to work on Monday. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, what a commitment that was. Yeah. Or is, you know. Well, Jerry, thanks again for all that you have done and continue to do and will be doing into the future for another oh, 36 years or more. We'll be here next year. Show up. <laughs> you guys need to come on down. All right. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Jerry Costello, Scotty Out. So I, uh, we were just talking then with uh, Jerry Costello a moment ago when we were here at his party and among the people who were here, we talked last year with uh, an up-and-coming uh, young lady, and uh, she's here then again this year. Uh, here she is, Bryn Cummings. Hey there, Bryn. Hello. And so uh, last year we were talking to you about your experience over on America's Got Talent, and you continued, uh, I guess, here. So you, yep. how are things going? It is you going. fun? Yeah, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's going great. So, yeah. And Penelope, right, is yep. the, uh, okay. Yep. And so you are now 12? Or? Yes. Okay, good. And so, and how old is uh, Penelope? Um, four. Okay. Four. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really uh, like the interaction that you have with him, with her. And so, because uh, there are not a lot of female uh, vent figures, I guess, you know, that I see that have such a positive role model, you know, that Penelope has. So tell her hello for me when you get to see her then okay. again. Uh, and so, again, I, I saw you on the stage the other than I, and I thought, oh, that's great seeing Brent again and back here. So uh, you're you're working with America's Got Talent, and yes. they had moved forward, and so you're waiting and excited about the next round? Yes. <laughs> and you're working on some new material? Um. So, yes, right now. We're waiting for to know if we're in the next round of AGT right now. Mm-hmm. So. Do you know when you're going to be having a next round? Um, in like one and a half weeks, AGT is going to announce the live show access. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out after then. Now, live show access, does that mean that people will be uh, voting from the public then at yes. that point? That's not the judges? Yes. Okay. So we can all kind of give you 10 points, 10, <laughs> right? 10 votes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. And where will that be uh, uh, performed? Where's the, where are they shooting this? Not, not Las Vegas, is it already known? Um, it's in Pasadena, California. Oh, okay. So it's right next to L.A. Yeah. So what was your experience like when you were getting ready? Did they call you and you thought, I'll go and audition? Your mom and dad say that was what you should do? Or what do you think? Um, I mean, it was... Ready yeah. Video. yeah, I mean, we sent in a video, um, and then they just chose out of the 75,000 people. 75,000, um, and you got chosen. Yeah. Man, how did that make you feel? I mean, <laughs> did you cry just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> and well, yell? Was keeping that a secret for so long. Yeah. <laughs> that was like... Oh, that's right, because all your friends, you know... So what about that? Whenever, like, at school, I mean, like, you're a star now, you know, among your friends. Um, so it was actually funny because we knew we were going to be on the episode, like, a week before the episode yeah. aired. So people at school knew that I was going to be on, but my episode didn't air until the week school got, or the week school got out. Mm-hmm. So I was out of school when my episode aired. So we haven't really been to school <laughs> to know. Okay. So, uh, so when you are school, do you, are you homeschooled a little bit then too? Or are you going? No. Okay. No, I'm homeschooled. And where are you? Where do you live? Uh, Papa, Michigan. Okay. And so, is it a very small school that you're in, or how many um, students do you have? I'd say it's a pretty about small. About 150 school. in the grade. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty small school. You know, compared to some of the mega schools and yeah. everything then as well. And so, is this something? I, I believe I asked you this last year, but is this something you really want to pursue? Do you enjoy ventriloquism, or you want to? Yeah. I, I feel like it could definitely be, like, a job mm-hmm. in the future. But you've been inspired. Have you met Terry Fader? Yes, we have. And? Uh, Darcy Lynn. Yes. And what are they like, and what do they encourage you? So nice. They uh-huh. are, like, some of the nicest people I've ever met. Well, yeah. they've written to you on Facebook. They've written on Facebook. Um, yep, they've shared, they've shared post, my post. And Darcy has re- reached out privately and written to her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Man, that's got to feel pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because she's doing this full-time, and uh, she yeah. was on, I believe, America's has Got Talent also. Was she on with you then two or no she was on like when Bryn was like she was seven years old 12. yeah she was season 12 yeah we're now, now in we're in 18 yeah. okay she just graduated high school right and so is your long-term goal or hope that you're going to be 
working, like traveling or having a residency, kind of like what Terry Fader has? Or? Probably like a residency, I'd say. Taking care of your mom and dad? Yeah. <laughs> like a residency. Now, have you been to Las Vegas before? Yes, we have. And what was your thought or experience about, I mean, an adult city? It, it was pretty fun. We saw, yeah, we saw Terry, we saw um, David Copperfield. I think those are all the shows we went to, but yeah. Did you see Shin Lim? Uh, we did not see Shin Lim. Okay. It was right after COVID. It was right after oh, he okay. wasn't open. Okay. Because I know at the Luxor they've got an AGT show. and so uh-huh. Have you been invited by them to come and see the show, or no. you just have to be out there on your own? Uh, I think you have to be on your own. Okay. I mean, I want to go and see, like, Celia, Munoz, and them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, it sounds so exciting. You have so much, uh, in, 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 uh, again, ahead of you right now. And the season runs through, I think, let's see, here we are in August, so that's going to be into September. When yeah, probably... end of September is the finale. Okay, and then yeah. the finale. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best. And we're all pulling for you, and everybody's listening out there. <laughs> be sure and give her all 10 of your points when they have the access. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> so with Magic Word Podcast, that was Bryn Cummings. Scotty out. As we are mixing and mingling with uh, other celebrities over here, like we did just with Bryn Cummings, here's someone else you might have seen on TV from time to time, Franz Rara. Hey, Franz. Wow, it's a <laughs> delight to be here. This is quite the soiree. It is kind of a lot of fun, and the weather is perfect. It's uh, a little bit overcast, looks like it's going to rain, but it's nice uh, weather up here. You know that, you're from Michigan, you know that better. You realize we're old, we're talking about, we're at a freaking <laughs> magic convention, and we're talking about the weather. Should we be talking about double lifts and things? Yeah, we can do that, yeah. <laughs> Or in your case, we can talk yeah. about uh, the, the ship people, over box. Uh, there you go. Chop. <laughs> How many magicians covered in barbecue sauce? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's kind of hard yeah. to... Well, let me wash my hands, and then I'll get a deck of cards. That's it. Kind of a thing. These cards so, are mocked. Where are mess. You, where are you going from here? Um, well, I'm going to drop... I'm gonna, I've got a little place I grew up in near Ann Arbor, Michigan, at my folks' cottage on the lake, and then I'm going to drive to Orlando. So a cross-country trip. You know, eat my way all With the way south. With a van or just in a car? I'm just in a, my car. You're not hauling, like, equipment then? Or no, 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 okay. no, no. I just love to drive, and I don't get the opportunity. No, brother, so. I'm with you. I love driving. I drove... Um, um, I, I drove Walter Blaney's dogs after he right, passed, you know, right. up to Michigan to get him to Begonia from Houston and back. Right. After my wife passed, I drove from Houston up to Lansing, Michigan. It's like, I like to drive. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And you got to stop at every stupid little rest stop. Plus, on your way down, you can kind of sample all the flavors of racism. So that's fun. <laughs> Well, when I was a kid, I always wanted to stop like at Stuckey's or see the oh, yeah. artist no, Bullets wine, but my Bucky's. dad said no. Bucky's. Yes. Yeah. Bucky's. So now, hold on. May I please have your Well, we just took a quick break over there to uh, do a little so- a song and uh, dance. And happy birthday to Lynn Ratty. <laughs> he just turned 70. 70, yeah. 70. It says right, well, that. it says right on the cake. Why oh, not? there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's out there. Well, once it's on the cake, then it's it's, kind of it's official. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So we were just saying before that that you are going to be... Bucky's. Talking about Bucky's. Bucky's. Like, is, it's like no, Disneyland. place, too. Right? Yeah. It's not just in Texas anymore. No. It's like Disneyland with barbecue and gasoline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, clean restrooms. That's right. And it really... That's what they really that capitalize on. About? That's yeah. right. Now, I'm going to Orlando just to because I got to meet my pool guy and the gardener and just kind of take care of that. And then I have to go back to LA because I'm doing actually a project, you know, for okay. money. So. Okay. Yeah. That's for your real job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you been traveling overseas? You've been over the Orlando? Yeah, well, yeah, I've been overseas, but just really for the last couple of months, things are back in action in China. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, pretty dead there for a while, but. Now the whole country is No pun intended eager. about their COVID situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were there when it all went down. In 2020. I had a show running in Sanya with Al Ullman. Mm-hmm. Al, Al the Only. Al oh, the God Ullman. forbid. <laughs> we'll just we'll erase all that. With Al the Only, I had a show running in Sanya. Uh, we opened January of 2020, ran for four days, and then the government shut us down. And so the show is frozen. In fact, it is still frozen. Your equipment is over there. All the equipment, everything. Sound, light, video, staging. It's about $8 bucks worth of stuff. So now that the country is basically alive again, the company wants to take and move it to another city in China. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's all about right now, is retooling and and remounting that. Hey! Wow. Wow. So, and that's going to be when you think you're going to be getting back over there? Later this year or next year? Well, I was there like two weeks ago. Yeah. So... 
I will be there again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're in it right now. Yeah, it's it's all coming down right now. Now, when you're doing that, I remember you saying before that you work in these big stadiums where right, there are like right. seventy thousand people. Uh, not seventy. Okay. 30,000. 30, well, still, okay. It just yeah. it was huge. Yeah, up there, more than yeah. a basketball stadium. You know? But you know, what's weird is I have found that anything more than five thousand people becomes a blur. Because after 5,000 people, they're no longer watching the stage. They're watching all of the LED. Oh. So it becomes more as though you're producing a television TV show, show yeah. that's being watched by a live audience than even a stage show. You have to be equally concerned, if not more concerned, about the cameras as you are mm-hmm. about the, uh, the staging and focus on the stage. Sure. So it's, it's a whole weird, different game. You know? And you have so many like intelligent lights and everything else. I mean, yeah. that's where the show is. And then when you yeah. on TV, it pops even more. So they're probably right. paying more attention to the, right. to the IMAGs. Well, you know, it's, it's never, as you, you know, as a magician, it's never as powerful if you can't see it live with your own eyeballs. So the people, the first 5,000 always get the better experience. But economically, it doesn't make sense because the cost of production is so stupid nowadays. Mm-hmm. So you try to do your best, but it's this balance. It's finding an equilibrium, how to create the best possible product for as many people as possible. You know, Right. Well, a question I have always had, and I haven't had a chance to ask you, was working surrounded. I mean, when you are working in some of these stadiums. No, I can't do Oh, I hate surrounded. <laughs> I have, I've done, like, halftime shows, like the... The Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, stuff like yeah. that. So I've done those surrounded, but it sucks. It you sucks really so in- bad. Oh, yeah. I hate it. You know, trying to play to everybody. If you kind of walk around, you can't a win. Lot, you just can't win. Okay. Somebody's going to get screwed. Okay. So the only the only stuff I've done surrounded is really sporting events. It's for for my own show or even you know for any show that I'm producing. I try to keep everybody to like 100 degrees at the most. 180 is pretty brutal, too, because mm-hmm. then you got people on the side of you. Yeah, so. that's right, side angles. Sort of 100 degrees is sort of the sweet spot. Aside know. from uh, zigzag, I cannot think of uh, maybe metamorphosis. Then you got mm-hmm. people looking down, but there are very few that you can do surround. Well, you need to, uh, most. I'm going to say most of my stuff, when I go into you know, the design process, I try to be ready to go surrounded. Like slicer or something. Yeah, you do. yeah not so much because you will be working surrounded, but because... Sometimes you're in a hostile environment and you don't know who's operating cameras or who's directing and you could try to get screwed with. So yeah. the more bulletproof you can be, the better. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 all it's a game. It's a it's a game of how much money do you spend trying to protect yourself. Yeah. You know, it's a security blanket, you know. And in that case, do you, when you build in a quote, do you build in a quote for those kinds of things? And then it might blow out of control and you go back to them and say, hey, look, it's going to cost a little bit more than I thought? Or Well, the stuff, okay, if we're talking about my show, most, about 85% of my show is surrounded, but I don't, I work on a proscenium stage. It just happens to be in an arena or wherever. So I really don't worry about that. If you go, if, like right now I'm, I can't say the name of the artist, but I'm okay. working on a pop concert right now. Okay. I can't, I'd love to say, but I can't because then you'll know she's doing magic. Yeah. Um, right now, you know it's a woman anyway. Yeah. Um, but you let them know that this is what you can do, and it's going to cost you this amount of money. If you want this to work surrounded, basically you're producing three illusions at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're doing one for the audience, and then two more to basically make invisible oh, whatever it is you're going to do. To hide your method. In your mind. Is In going... my mind, it's three illusions. It's the one for the audience, and then the invisibility, creating the invisibility of the methodology right. for two more audiences. Right. You know, but with that cost money. So you explain, and almost always in in concerts, they don't care because it's not a magic show. Right. So if 20% of the audience or 10% get it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's just about... Right. Yeah, it, really. If you look yeah. at the the right now, um, Taylor Swift is out. She has new magic, but some great effects. The audience knows how it works. Doesn't matter, just because it's freaking cool, you know. Yeah. So That's it's right. a different philosophy going into I that yeah, into that market. Yeah. Um, and. During COVID, you and I were both doing uh, shows, and that was right. so much fun. You were working with John Pullum. is always nice right. to have someone who could kind of push the buttons and pull the switches and sure, be I just, stage. And yeah. I, was, I was a one-man show. I loved watching your oh, show. Oh, you need to it find yourself a man-child voice servant. <laughs> you, you want to do just the fun part. That's what I realized. Yeah, yeah you were having fun. I don't want to worry and about John all was the having technical fun, though, stuff. Too, yeah. <laughs> well, John got really good. Yeah. So now he's yeah. doing it. Now you got to see John on TikTok. He does this... 
series where he's like a, a sad office worker in his cubicle. Kind of like Dilbert? The like cartoon Dilbert. Thing? He's okay. a Dil- yeah, like a like a bitter Dilbert yeah. in a cubicle and cooking. So it's a cooking show in 15 second intervals. <laughs> okay. From like a, a hot plate or something? Not, or e- not even that. I think okay. he like short circuits, you know, uh, office equipment and it's something to see. Yeah. This would be better if I could remember the name of it. But, Just look yeah. up John Pullum. And yeah, it's probably work. Yeah, go to, go to John Pullum in general, and I'm sure it's all over there. You know. I'm sure that you're right. Well, again, sounds like you had a lot of projects and everything that's going to be going. Have you uh, worked at Magic Castle recently, any time this year? Uh, my last appearance on stage at the castle was 2001. Okay. So 22 years ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I, I woke up one morning and realized for that the amount of money that I was spending to play the castle, I could not play the castle and just give everyone in the audience 20 bucks. <laughs> Say, here's a $20 for bill. Show. Go out there, tell them you saw the show, tell them it was good, and it would be less hassle, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Well, you know, the size of show you do and everything, I mean, it, uh, it's kind of hard to bring that down. You're not doing a library show or anything, yeah. you know? But, well, you know, the castle <laughs> Birthday parties. That's where you show off to your friends. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think the not the last thing, but close to it, was I made one of, I have a couple planes, so I made one of the small planes appear on the castle. Hmm. Mine is one of the wings, but you couldn't see that because oh, the place yeah. is so small. <laughs> but all that is just ego. You know, when it comes to that, you got to stop and look in the mirror and go, what am I doing this for, you know? <laughs> How narcissistic am I really? You, you know, know? you touched on an interesting point. I'm not going to keep you too much longer here. And that has to do with a lot of the money that we spend to do shows, and people don't factor in all of the costs, that, sure. you know, of your, your gasoline and your marketing and everything else sure. that you may not even think people, about necessarily. insurance, liability insurance, insurance workers' liability. comp, yep, yep, yada, 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 yeah. maintenance. And you think, okay, I'm going to charge, and it may sound like a lot, but yeah. it gets eaten up, and you're actually losing money when yeah. you stop thinking yeah. about I fit, for us, the last time we played the castle cost us about twenty k. Wow! So twenty k, and I think the castle at that time paid about one thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So it took a little bit of a loss on that, you know. It's a wee bit. Yeah. But unless you're working with your friends and family, and they're working for free, yeah. you got to pay people. And even if you got your friends working for free, you can do that once, yeah. twice, maybe. Yeah. It's you kind know. of fun, and but you know you want that to look good though. Also, you know yeah. you want to be in your best, and then you got friends and family, and they're sure. you know they're doing it just sure. heartedly. But I mean, sure. they, yeah, they want you to be successful, but still, you want yeah. to put on the best show. Yeah, and you know, I want to play the castle. My, I've got a home. I live in L.A. Seven yeah. minutes from yeah. the castle. Mm-hmm. It's right there. So I want to you need do to learn it. a card trick. I go should. to the close-up room, you know. I sh- oh my God, I have no skills from the wrist down. <laughs> so it'll happen. I got. I got to convince my wife that it's time yeah. to throw away a lot of money for my ego. <laughs> throw some you money know? for ego. Yeah. There you go. Well, Franz, always good talking to you. Absolutely, my been a pleasure. And hey, I think it's really cool that you're doing this now, man on the street style. It's oh, yeah. great. You need to to really appreciate this. You have to understand as we've been doing this, it has been a constant flow of name magicians like Matt King and I think Lance Burton was here and Mike yeah, Caveney, and, and they're all Michael walking around in their shorts, covered in condiments, and it's just a wonderful, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing here. And the fact that you can bring all this to life through, you know, through your podcast. Power to you. Yeah. you know. Thank you, Franz. You're a good buddy. Appreciate that. Pleasure's mine. And uh, so for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Franz Rari. Scotty. It's time for the uh, awards. And first of all, the uh, Crandall Award for Comedy went to Next Pat up, Hazel. Well, we will give away the Jack Gwynn Award for Excellence in Presentation. Jack Gwynn Award for Excellence in Presentation at the 85th Annual Abbott Magic Get-Together 2023. Took us three years to get him here, but it's going to Guy Hollings. Congratulations. Thank you so much for waiting. Thank you. Uh, That's really kind. I'm glad I finally made it. Thanks a lot. Finally, we have uh, the Bill Baird and Neil Foster Manipulation Award. 
And this one was hard to decide. Let me tell you. However, I think uh, sometimes bigger is better. So, Luis, Luis Manuel. magician, but he also worked uh, with the stage crew for many years, making sure that the lights got up every year, making sure everything functioned properly, and, um, and this award is for those people that have uh, uh, gone above and beyond uh, doing things for Abbott's. So this year uh, goes to a gentleman that's been on the stage crew for quite a while, um, and actually traveled with my dad for a year, and it goes to Jeff Boyer. There we go. That kind of puts a uh, wrap on this year's 85th Abbott's Get Together 2023. July 31, August 1, 2, and 3. What are the dates again? July 31st, August 1, 2, and 3 of 2024. B.J. Mallon. See you in my colon. (laughs) It's from the 85th. That was fun. This is Scotty L.